Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. As President of the United States, I travel the world all the time. And other nations ask me, heads of state in other countries might ask me, what's going on? What in God's name happened on January 6th? What happened in Buffalo? What happened? They ask. That is Joe Biden making a stump speech today at the uh, service for the dead massacred Buffalo, the people in Buffalo, black people. And I'm sure their loved ones wanted to hear about January 6th. Not missing a beat to tying, tethering this uh, massacre, this racist massacre, to January 6th, a white supremacist movement, so that you know that uh, the Republicans are your mainstream. The Republicans did this. In other words, Joe Biden says, always happy to trade on the fears of uh, minorities for his own political selfish game because he's a piece of. He is. I'm sorry. I was on with Jerry Callahan today, again, for the first time in a long time. And um, Jerry said, this, said, asked, like, does this guy have any governor, like a limiting mechanism? Whatever? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's always, he'll always go craven, vicious, dirty, and divisive. It's built into everything he does, which is why if there is a hell, he is certainly going there. God, I hope so. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Here's another Biden moment at the service for the fallen uh uh, people who were massacred by a psychotic <clears throat> who wrote a, a and stole most of but wrote some of a stupid huge psychotic manifesto where he's really interesting he's really a um a menage of thoughts you know wow what an interesting person in other words he's another loser effing assassin who shouldn't be given two cents of reckoning and he's not part of an enfranchised movement anywhere he's an effing loser but here's uh, Joe Biden also stumping for uh, Democrats on the, uh, in the wake of the massacre. I hate that through the media and politics, the Internet has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced. That's the word replaced by the other, by people who don't look like them. He's now also redefining replacement theory. Right. So it can now be closer to be seen as reasonably uh, resembling what Republicans and Fox News are saying. Yeah, the problem is that when you redefine so-called replacement theory to be what people on Fox News say, Democrats also say that a lot. Right. Yes, because it's part of uh, fundamental political analysis that you would talk about demographics and the shifts in demographics, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But so, but be, now the left has found a way to toxify it if Republicans use it and raise alarm uh, uh, alarm bells to uh, Democrats and poor voter, minority voters so that they see, ha-ha, look for this in a racist. 
So when you go on Fox News, they ever mention race? Uh-huh. That's what that is that, they were, that the president was talking about. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have lied to us at the funerals of our loved ones. It's so psychotic. And of course, I mean, what we've been saying all along that this is a Democratic talking point has come up again. A bunch of people were retweeting tweets from Democrats. Jen Rubin said a year or two ago how great it was. She commented on some article about how uh, for the first time in years, the number of white people declined in America. And she was like, great news. This is wonderful for our country or something. And it's like so which you know, there there is a shift in demographics occurring in the country, and whether you think it's good or bad probably depends on your politics and a lot of other factors. Uh, but, you know, simply noting that that's going on is not replacement theory. And that's what right. you, the same thing that Tucker Carlson and other people do. But don't you think it's also a little bit convenient that they came up with this whole, like, replacement theory thing right at this time? Like, the whole thing with... a the New York Times doing a big three-part, tens of thousands of words essay about Tucker Carlson and how many times he's mentioned replacement theory. And then, like, they get exactly the shooter they've dreamed of the whole time. Like, it's... I mean, I'm not saying anything's applied. I don't think think it is. But I think that, that, that they're deliberately... They're deliberately setting up a scenario where... They're picking something that because obviously this was copied off other people, like huge Mm -hmm. chunks of this guy's manifesto um, were copied from like the New Zealand church shooter and stuff and from the El Paso shooter. Right. So these ideas, these statements, some of which are leftist ideas, by the way, very environmentalist ideas, all these things. But, you know, they're trying to there's a weird ideology out here of some people who like to go and kill people. And they're they're right. deliberately framing this to be a right wing idea and trying to twist things that they know right wing people say into this narrative yes. of people like this, even though you could just as easily twist this into a left. Well, sure, narrative. because this this and then what they're doing is giving a lot of credence to this guy's manifesto as a serious document by doing it. And they have to because they want it to be seen as a credible guidebook for psychos. Right. So it, based off of, of course, Tucker Carlson and left right wing media. So they're carving out the stuff about replacement theory and misapplying it to this crime where right. the, the two versions we know of are the, the old trope that created in France about Jews trying to undermine uh, the power uh, structure you by bringing in. Uh, encouraging races to come and offset the power structure mm-hmm. with the popul- new populations or um or with the new one the 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 more in 20 years ago the essay by that guy Teixeira or whatever about um latinos coming in and becoming you know which is also just gone sideways anyway but now of course. so it's neither of those so it's as much this this shooting is as much as about taken from the parts of the manifesto on um, replacement theory as it is from the climate uh, theory the guy espouses. Because neither of them apply to this cl- this crime. And the socialism the guy espouses and everything else, right? And, right. and but, it, 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 people who are like this, who espouse radical ideologies, often espouse multiple radical ideologies and sure. often aren't particularly picky about which no, ones and he's they're not, into. And he's not, he's not thoughtful and he's 18. And that's why, like... So this is not about if it was replacement theory. One, the guy would have walked into a synagogue if it was the one, the first version, or two, the guy would have tried to kill Mexicans or Latinos, whatever you know, down near the border, you know, like has happened. But but and those are obviously are, are abhorrent acts, and this is an abhorrent act. But it can't be taken from a guidance immediately from. The book, uh, the, uh, the manifesto having to do with replacement, replacement theory. Right. So, I mean, the three people that this got, and this tells you right here, like, how all over the place this thing was, right? The three people that this kid wanted to see assassinated in his manifesto were George Soros, which is like, okay, par for the course for crazy people, like conspiracy theorists, right? And then Erdogan from Turkey... And then, That's an odd one. And then Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, like this doesn't this doesn't fit into this guy's not on a mission for some organized movement to like change no. America in some way. This is all over the place. And like I say, like there's oftentimes conspiracy theory type movements do sort of roll in lots of other conspiracy theories too. You know, like once you are open to believing stuff, then then these sort these things sort of feed into each other and mm-hmm. you end up believing a lot of them at once. And this clearly was going on here because he had all sorts of stuff about Jewish people and whatever like that 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 he believed and and you can't then say that anybody who comments on something about politics that's marginally related to this because he believed all kinds of stuff. Like so anybody on any side of the political spectrum is going to believe stuff that that right. shows up in this manifesto. You know, he also doesn't like Jewish people. Does that mean he's like Black Lives Matter? He also is all about the environmental movement. Does that mean AOC is responsible? Mm-hmm. Somebody that it's like much easier to clearly connect to a specific political movement is like the Bernie Sanders, the congressional mm-hmm. baseball game shooter, right? Who, you know, was on his Facebook post directly mimicking things said by by specific candidates, you know, by specific talking heads on TV. This is a person who who was listening to stuff that people were saying and believed congressional Republicans yes. were going to kill this, this them and wrote, wanted to stop he them. He wrote missives to Rachel Maddow at NBC. Right. So he was, and you know, and some of his things are like direct quotes from Joy Reid and mm-hmm. stuff. So he's... He's obviously like listening to specific people, taking what they say at face value and taking it way too far, which is also, by the way, not those people's responsibility. Of course. It's not Rachel Maddow's responsibility that a crazy person or Bernie Sanders' responsibility or Joy Reid's responsibility that a crazy person decided to act on what they said in that way. They're not responsible for that. But if they're not responsible for that, how much more so is nobody at Fox responsible for this guy who believed a mishmash of things from all across the political spectrum and specifically hated Fox News because he felt that it was run by Jews? Like This guy so- was, a, this guy was a, an F up and a monster and should not be regarded with any more seriousness. Well, right. And, and who are therefore in a perverse ideology that they possess and being fed lesser beans. I and all of you reject the lie. Lesser beans. I call on all Americans to reject the lie. (laughs) And I condemn those who spread the lie for power, political gain, and for profit. And you're listening to him right there. That is a guy who spread these lies and is happy to divide the people in that room for an applause line at a memorial service. Holy hell. We've now seen too many times the deadly and destructive violence this ideology unleashes. What ideology in particular are you talking about from this 180-page garbage uh, novel? You will not replace us in Charlottesville, Virginia. I wasn't going to run, as the senator knows, again for president. This is a a Trump go-to stump speech line. This is him telling a room full of black people that he saw the injustices of the Klan rally that was uh, that was led by Donald Trump, and that's what got him into the race. Mm-hmm. This is him doing this at a funeral for or a service for massacred black people in the United States. What he's doing here is so irresponsible and so divisive and so horrifically incendiary that this guy is lacks. There is he cannot kiss the feet of Donald Trump when it comes to uh, ethical or moral behavior. I'm sorry. This, this is so divisive that it is a cancer on our culture and it does no favors to the marginalized communities that Democrats are supposed to be uh, lifting up. When I saw those people coming out of the woods or the fields in, in Virginia this is part did of his dumb speech. He usually works himself up to get mad at this point. So, which did is, they come out of the woods? Yeah, they come out of the woods. He works himself up to get mad in Charlottesville, carrying torches, shouting, "You will not replace us," accompanied by white supremacists and carrying Nazi banners. That's when I said, "No, no," and I, honest to God, those who know me, Chuck, you know, I wasn't going to run for certain. But I was going to be darned if I was going to let anyway. 
and I'll get going. That's, oh, wow. He's really serious about this. Now, he puts his best acting into it, his best <laughs> dramatic flair into it. I was going to be darned if I was going to... I was going to be darned if I was going to let that Nazi Trump destroy the country and, and cause another Holocaust. There, I said it. Oh, I better reel myself back. Hold on. I believe Biden's president now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's So a good if point. there's division and stuff happening, then how come this happened now? If Biden got elected in order to prevent things like this shooting, how come he hasn't prevented this shooting? Because I'm just, it seems that the, if he's trying to say like Trump was so divisive and empowered people like this to do things like this, on what planet, like how is Trump responsible for this guy who, I don't know, was he, this kid wouldn't even have been old enough to have voted for Trump. You heard Al Sharpton. He watched in 2015. At which point he was a socialist. He watched in 2015 okay. and he saw that it was okay that Trump said there's very fine people on both sides. The Klansmen and the Nazis are just very fine. And this <laughs> kid said, you know what? I'm all in now. I'm all in. And that's what happened. Okay. So we'll get off of uh, that him for a second. I, I, but like, like, like I was talking to Jerry today, um, there is no, there's no limit. This guy will say anything at any time. And because Trump says stuff that's awkward and cringeworthy at in their opportunity times and throws paper towels and does like weird, weird, awkward, kind of antisocial um, tick behavior because <laughs> he is kind of an odd duck. Um, that's one thing. This is all purposeful, what Biden's saying here. This isn't a tick. This is him seeing how he can divide, seeing how he can gain power from scaring the F out of people in doing his best job of acting in order to do it. This is a sick bastard at work here. Okay. Um, uh, where do you want to go next, Allie B? Um, well, The View had thoughts today. All right. Speaking of uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, his terrible influence over right-wing people and how he's spreading hateful ideas by the way thumbs down to jordan peterson thumbs down you saw that he Jor was, he's leaving twitter yeah he left twitter he, and he made people hide his password because he said that the fat woman on sports illustrated wasn't beautiful which is a fairly safe consensus thing <laughs> to say but now he's heard the feedback so now he's a scare off of twitter come on you're allowed to say stuff that's true okay the psychos are the ones who raise hell now. So if the psychos are raising hell, you've said something perfectly normal, which is fine. To the view we go. I'd like to give a little history about, about Do, this. Do please. Okay, oh, back, back in World War II period, mm. uh, there was a guy named Father Coughlin. Oh, yes. And he was an anti-Semite and a racist. And he had, he was a priest from the Catholic Church. He had, um, in a country of 127 million, he was on the radio, 127 million people in this country. He had 30 to 40 million listeners. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot. Especially back Tucker back. Carlson has in a country of 326 million people, we have grown, he has 3 million listeners. So it's 30 to 40 million versus 3 million. He's almost irrelevant if you think about it. And and I think maybe that's the way to go with him. Just ignore him. He Every time you talk, we talk about him, every time the media gives him airtime, he gets bigger and bigger. So... <clears throat> Um, I, what I love most about that is she says she starts with let me give you all a little history lesson <laughs> I know as though she had heard of that guy or any of that before right. like this morning when her people Father Coughlin her. who Jonah Gold Goldberg claims is actually pronounced Coughlin hmm. on the radio show um, I, I don't know uh, I don't know the Tucker Tucker's ratings go by listeners that's neither here nor there <laughs> But um, he's got a lot more than everybody else. So the view is going to stop platforming Tucker Carlson right. and giving him giving him listeners by allowing him to to uh, benefit from their huge audience, which I'm sure is why Tucker Carlson is so popular. Is that they keep talking about him? I mean, it's just funny because he's simultaneously the worst threat in the world and so dangerous, and also completely irrelevant and has no audience whatsoever. So and and it's funny because it's interesting. Tucker Carlson has a huge audience for a primetime cable show. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Now, obviously radio shows from last century 
were able to have much bigger audiences because mm-hmm. there were fewer of them and like fewer choices of things people had to listen to or watch versus like sure. c- cable, which is run by subscription. But, you know, Tucker has an audience much bigger than anyone at CNN and NBC, sometimes a bigger audience than Hannity. He's, which for somebody who's as established as Hannity is, is incredible. And it's just so ignorant of them to claim that he's somehow smaller and significant when he's built essentially out of nothing and essentially out of being completely out of the news entertainment business. He's like built this massive ratings juggernaut of a show that's absolutely uncancelable. And and it's because he's the only person a lot of times who's saying things that other people won't say. Right. Well, I would take issue, if you want me to, with some of that. Okay, but, yeah, go for it. Um, he wasn't out of the business. He was <clears throat> hanging around Fox. He was doing the thing when there's one guy in front of eight-leggy girls, in, in between eight-leggy girls, and he was doing the morning show a lot, and he was he was in around the building. He was living there t- looking for gigs. There's no doubt about that. Um, and um, But he didn't have his own show somewhere at, at that point. But... Um, you know, he filled in for O'Reilly because O'Reilly was getting the boot. And he did inherit, certainly, a good look from a lot of viewers who were O'Reilly fans. And I think he knew... I think that there's a there's a stark difference between Tucker and... Uh, I, I put Tucker and O'Reilly into some and Ingram um, in their own category, kind of. where mm-hmm. no, At least Tucker and O'Reilly. In, in, maybe in Ingram, I guess. Where... They're the real thing. Like, O'Reilly was a real kick-ass reporter. He was a less tall, more alligator-looking Bill Malugin. No, he was taller, actually. He was a local reporter, no-nonsense BS. So when he got to Fox News, uh, he was ready to maul people if they wouldn't step step in line when they were on this show. So he brought something. Like, to the rest of the lineup, when Tucker was on... Um, uh, sitting with the morning show or the other shows as he was filling in, it was child's play for him. He was always a thinker. He was a columnist, a Weekly Standard guy. He was a thoughtful, sort of intellectual Washington guy. And he had chops. And I think he he knew that that he could, being Tucker Carlson, being younger and floppy-haired and having been in Dances with the Stars and embarrassed himself, kind of, I think he knew that that he could have access to a steady cavalcade of guests l- loony progressives and he used the white hot spotlight of O'Reilly to maul them and dismember them in ways on the air and let them dismember themselves that nobody has seen they did him a gift and he used the the uh the i, I think the uh hysteria of the of the Trump administration, the hysteria it caused on the left to play off their psychoses, which he could see right through. So, so right. But nobody was, I mean, to an extent people were doing this at Fox were mm-hmm. on the like loony lefty wokeness beat, but nobody was really attacking it like that. Like nobody was going mm-hmm. after it and going after it when Republicans did it too, or bringing or like, bringing on people who were really super woke like it sort of you know they've always had sort of the liberal commentator like the five will have Juan Williams on or Bob Beckel on it right and sort of the the token liberal on right those are warm fuzzy liberals right you could never have Glenn Greenwald on the five no of course not but because he's a guy who fights with daggers right and or they would never have on, like, Lauren Duca from Teen Vogue, who's, like, a mm-hmm. passionate warrior for the other team either. And now Tucker doesn't have as much of that because they're scared of him, right? So they won't go on with him generally. But, like, a lot of... Uh, I think a lot of Republicans and Democrats are scared to go on Tucker now in a way that they weren't before. But that's because, you know, Tucker doesn't play safe and tucker will go after people and tucker says stuff and thinks stuff he's not just parroting a party line i mean Mm -hmm. i think it's fair to say tucker has changed the republican party in the time since he's had this show yeah and and he's his show has grown so big 
you know, it, it goes both ways, right? Like he's influenced, I think, the direction of conservatism. But I also think that his show has grown so big because he's seen where people are in a way that the mainstream of the party hasn't. The sort of like Hannity mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Where Hannity will like go and and Trump to an extent is like a Hannity too like and Trump's very very good at what he does and Trump was not afraid to question Republican Party orthodoxy in a lot of ways but Trump's also not a a creative policy and ideas guy right right? Trump is repeating things that he's heard other people say that Mm -hmm. have caught his attention or resonated with him and he's like good at picking them but you know Tucker is writing the narrative of where he thinks conservatism needs to go and having a huge influence doing it right and in that sense I think he's much more where the base of the party is and I'm really interested today's that Pennsylvania primary that I'm not allowed to talk about with you Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens tonight in Pennsylvania um, because I really see that as a, a test really of you know when Trump endorses someone as his like anointed mega person but then somebody else is in the primary Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. who's more MAGA than the MAGA person, right? And, you know, Hannity's been firing a lot on Kathy Barnett, too, in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and that's because he's a Trump loyalist and Trump endorsed Oz, so he's pro-Oz and Rick Grinnell is pro-Dr. Oz because Trump endorsed Oz and it's a team effort and the whole thing. But By the way, I know it's politics, but I do find it gross. What, that they're all attacking her because Trump endorsed Dr. Oz? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I think there are fair criticisms there. She is an unknown. She could put potentially a safe seat at risk in a general election. But I also think that Republicans doing this to fellow Republicans during the primary lends itself to that narrative for the general also. You know what I mean? Like, once say she is nominated, once we get to the general election, a bunch of people in the general election, Democrats, are going to point to her and say, look, even the Republicans said she was extreme, she was unvetted, she was not a serious candidate, and she couldn't be elected. And they're going to point to that and say that, you know, MAGA Republicans said that about her. So, now, you know, so Wouldn't in a way, they Wouldn't that be interesting if, they, the if that happens and, and they can't afford any context or leniency suddenly to a black woman this one is not no no historic here you don't get any of that stuff no no joy Reid. it was a no, long time because ago Trump's people called you a psycho we, that proves you're a psycho so that's right you don't get to you don't get to do it i don't know so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens there i i mean it's it's hard to say. It's been a messy past few days with that campaign, but I'm definitely intrigued to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I I think that the Republican Party is in a really interesting place, and I think that um, I think that there is a stark difference even amongst sort of you know, what liberals would consider all MAGA world, right? Like, they consider all Trump and Hannity and Tucker and Laura Ingram to, like, all kind of be the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I think, as somebody who's, like, in that conservative world, that the differences, like, could not be starker to me, you know? And 
And I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens over not just this Pennsylvania primary, but over this whole election cycle and the types of Republicans that get elected mm. and stuff. I'm going to go to this MSNBC panel here, only because it has Campaign Carl on it, Carl Cameron, who I haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, and it's about, obviously, Republicans are, are queuing on our white supremacist, our replacement theory, yada, 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 yada. The champion by Tucker Carlson. What happens at Fox News when something like this happens? I can't even imagine. Uh, it's <laughs> partly why I ended up getting out of there. Uh, yeah. It's it really is kind of horrible to think that uh, journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done a lot of this a lot sooner. And we need a lot more from uh, the left and the middle. And uh, we got to watch out because the Republicans have become the purveyors of misinformation. And when our, our two-party system is broken like that, democracy is seriously in trouble. The president acknowledged that. It's time to actually start doing things and maybe taking some names and putting people in jail. This is what we call in the business <laughs> a job interview. And I don't mind Carl Cameron doing it. I don't. I don't mind. I've Who's always liked him. Put in jail. <laughs> I've always liked him. I've always liked him. He's going to make his. Once you've been at Fox News the whole time, the best way to make a living after that is be the anti-Fox News whistleblower guy. <laughs> who with Nicole Wallace, who was a Republican as well, they can. He can tell you really. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole time they were really evil. He didn't mind taking a paycheck from that evil place for a long time. But whatever it takes, Carl. I'm all for you. Uh, let's see. Where do you want to go next, Albie? Uh, oh, but Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, this I like this line from Elon Musk. I saw, saw that it was said. I'm. I didn't. Um, I didn't see it said. Man, it's hard to tell what Biden's doing. If you're totally frank. Um, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel, I feel like it's the, weekend the, at Bernie's. The, 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 the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. You know, it's like it's like the the, the path to power is the path to the teleprompter. You know, like what? Because what, that then he just reads the teleprompter. So you know, I, I do feel like like if, if somebody would accidentally lean on the lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. It's going to be like QQQ ASDF one two three, you know, type of thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what the, what audience is that? I'm not sure. There I'm was a sure lot of complicit laughing at uh, the Biden. My goodness, I don't know. Elon Musk joins the besties. The besties does one of these podcasts that we're not on that that where they make one hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, well, and so the deal is a mess right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's oh, really going to go hate through him buying Twitter. It's called the Besties, the podcast. Okay. Bestie, guesty, Elon Musk joins the besties via Zoom. Okay. The bestie guesty guys, Alice, are enjoying a lot of commercial. Okay, hey. jealousy doesn't become you. Yes, honey. it does become me, Alice. It is <laughs> all over me, uh, like like when the emperor electrocuted Luke with the electric <laughs> stuff all over. Well, so you know, we might not be getting interviews with Elon Musk and Donald Trump. I want to be. Uh, I want to get better into. I want best better interview people than the bestie guesties, which we're having one tomorrow, as you were saying. Go ahead. Um, was that what I was going to so, say? Who, by the way, somebody who refused to be a bestie guestie wouldn't go on with them, has turned them down because their show isn't big enough, is coming on with us instead tomorrow. Really? Oh. Yes. Oh, okay, I see. Yes. Uh, am I supposed to announce it or is it a surprise? No, you can announce it. Oh, tomorrow we're speaking with Robbie Starbuck, um, who is... Not of the coffee chain and, uh, and not of the, um, the Armada... Battlestar Galactica. No, but he and his wife are formerly of Hollywood and have moved to Tennessee uh, because they're conservatives and they don't want to be around psychos anymore in California. So he's running for Congress in Tennessee, and um, the except that the state GOP found him to be uh, too radical and stymied him from getting on the ballot. You, they used the party rules to make it so that there was like a longer residency requirement, so he couldn't be on there. Um, um, GOP primary ballot. Well, so. he's going to be our bestie guestie for tomorrow. Very exciting news. I'm excited about that. I have been writing my Substack, Alice. I wrote another one today, you know. Excellent work. Good job. Today's Substack was entitled The Moths, formerly known as Gypsy Moths. Did I read this last night? I didn't, right? No. 
Um, it's taken from, I saw a Channel 3 news story in Connecticut about these moths we're familiar with. The moths, formerly known as gypsy moths, are expected to be a problem for part of the state. I thought, oh, that's interesting. The moths, formerly known as gypsy moths. And I remember gypsy <laughs> moths. And I, the moths, formerly known. Formerly known? Remember the artist formerly known as Prince for a while? Um, and so this this article takes pains to try to write an article about an epidemic of moths that we had in the 70s and 80s, which just predates you. But gypsy moths cat caterpillars were everywhere. Gypsy moths were a huge thing all over the northeast United States, maybe even over the whole country. And they were a thing in my yard, in everybody's yard, all the leaves. You can hear them eating all the leaves. <laughs> These gypsy moth caterpillars were everywhere. You had to have them treated. I went to one guy's house with a blowtorch one time to try to kill them. And they were huge. You know what the nests look like? Those like white, white big, things exactly. Tree, Some are right. huge, and they are just crawling with these destructive bastards in them, and um, that's why you see the, a lot of those rings on the trees that are now twenty five feet up, because they, they they put those rings on the trees so the moths either couldn't go up or couldn't go down the trees, so they get stuck there or die or whatever. And those, those are still there, you can see them. It was a serious thing. It was huh. a serious thing. It was like it was an endemic pest problem every summer. So we all know, those of us around my age, what a gypsy moth caterpillar is. So now the Channel 3 has a problem here because they're having to say the moths formerly known as gypsy moths. In other words, we can't say gypsy moths anymore because that's hate and that's a racist slur. So we're going to encase it in this disclaimer <laughs> and put it on a platter and hand it but to you that way. But if we just say the new name, people aren't going to know what it is. Right. So we can't. So we've talked that we've worked ourselves because we are all progressives here. We've worked ourselves into a corner where we can't communicate correctly the issue anymore. If you mention the gypsy moths are back, that's all you would ever need in this whole thing. But you can't. The moths formerly well, right. known as gypsy and moths. By the way, if gypsy moth causes pain and harm somewhere, then... I don't think hiding it in a burrito of the moths formerly known as gypsy moths, you, the, the, the venom's still in there. Gypsy well, right, but in. the problem is, is that unlike a lot of like mascot questions and stuff, you can't, it's not well known enough. I mean, like I know people know what gypsy moths are, but the new name isn't well known enough and the controversy about it the non-existent controversy about it isn't well known enough that people would get what you were talking about. If you just said the spongy moth, which used to have a name that was a racial right. slur, everybody would be scratching their heads because nobody thinks of gypsy as a racial slur even. And there there are mixed feelings about it too. It's like some Roma people don't right. mind the name or whatever and some do. You know what, Alice? A tom is a drum that gets beat with a stick again and again. And again. <laughs> a John is a bathroom, Okay. Stuff hurts, okay? <laughs> My last name is Shattuck. S-H-A-T is the past tense of something else, I think. Okay? Everybody lighten them, okay? <laughs> Including the gypsy population, okay? I've, I've enough of it. I've the Roma it. people? Right. So, by the way, so this comes... Uh, is CNN... I, when I looked at that, I thought CNN must have something on the chains. And of course they do. CNN had a report on this subject entitled, An Invasive Species Now Has a New Name to Replace Ethnic Slur. So CNN had to write an article, even though they, they know the moths are coming back, but they have to write an article about an invasive species has a new name to re to replace the ethnic slur. Uh, so they've had to conjure up a news story about the name change so that they can proceed with the story about the invasion coming. Margaret Matachi, now listen to this, Alice. Yeah. This is Margaret Matachi, director of the Roma program. This is the Roma as in Romanese, as in gypsies. Yeah. Margaret no, Mat you just call them Roma. You don't call them Romanese. Margaret Margaret Matachi, director of the Roma program at the XB Center for Health and Human Rights at Harvard University. That's where she's from. The FXB Center for Human Rights in U at Harvard University. She's with the Roma program. She's director of the Roma program. Oh at the FXB, Center for Human uh, Health and Human Rights at Harvard University. By the way, that university has a director of that program at that Center for Health and Human Rights, and they are tax-exempt somehow. Uh-huh. Fine. Anyway, she she writes uh, in an email, the process to rename the GMOTH can serve as a truly effective practice. She can't even get herself to say it. She can't say G because gypsy, I assume, is the N-word for Romas or whatever they are. 
the G-Moth. Really? We're doing this to ourselves, putting ourselves in a position here to have the G-Moth? Anyway, she goes for yada yada, the, the spongy moth, blah, 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 and it's a slur, this and that. So at the end of the day, um, the CNN headline is, an invasive species now has a new name to replace the ethnic slur. So now we are all going to pretend that spongy moth is something other than um, a declaration that the West is crap and we're terrible. That's it. Well, now, and, and I assume it's like retroactive. So now I assume if you talk about spraying caterpillar nest with a blowtorch back in the 70s, you have to say that you were spraying spongy moth caterpillar nest. Yes, exactly. And when somebody who's 75 says, I don't recall spongy moth, and you hush them or put I mean, the pillow you say, over their head you mean, and spongy suffocate moths, them. Spongy moths were a huge thing in the 80s. Everybody knew about spongy moths. They were invasive in they're, everywhere. They were everywhere. Back when Caitlyn Jenner was winning Olympics <laughs> matches. <laughs> Okay, which is why, Alice, I wrote this piece for my Substack. This is, uh, I don't usually write, this is just kind of an encapsulation of who's making these changes under the guise of doing something um, in the spirit of benevolence. Okay. And empathy and humanity under the guise. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Did you it, make that up? I wrote this, yes, I did. I came up with oh. it today. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omni omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. Tom Shattuck. Wow, beautiful writing, sweetie. Really incredible. Thank you. It's a great, it's a great paragraph, if that's, it is, or is it a sentence? It's a great sentence. Good. Well done. I'm very Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. All right. Anything else going on? We're going to call it a night? Uh, Netflix is uh, laying people off. Oh, I love it. 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 Yeah, things not going well at Netflix. Was there any We've been over that before. Housekeeping we had to get to yesterday that we missed, or are we all good? Um, I think we're in good shape on that. Um, but we do, I think, have some messages. And yes. there was one quick email I wanted to get to as quick, well. Let's do the quick email. Um, the quick email I wanted to get to is Pete wrote back. You asked him about ducks. Yes. Um, and he said, honestly, he's not a huge fan of the ducks. My oh. wife and my youngest daughter love them, and they're pretty to look at, but they are louder than I anticipated. Oh, yeah, we're enough of that. <laughs> yeah, we're in too invested in loud things already. They quack quite a bit. I prefer the chickens tenfold. Mm. We do have a stream in the yard, so once they're let out of the coop, they're happy and quiet in the stream. They do lay quite a bit of eggs, which are disgusting, so slimy, amazingly huge uh. market for the eggs, and a bunch of psychos come to our house to buy them. Uh. And of course, our seven-year-old twins tried to fry one in the driveway today jeez okay that is good that is good um good counsel thank you pete peter pete thanks pete here we go okay hi alice and tom kg3000 checking in oh first time long time <laughs> good to hear great episode you. yesterday thank you love the commentary for uh the various press briefings where we get to listen to Kareem. This administration tie its tongue in knots over and over and over again. Anyways, um, thanks for all you do, a loyal listener. And Tom, yes. why haven't you been on TikTok? I'd love to uh, hear some more dad jokes and maybe see a few <laughs> videos of the evil guinea fowl. Uh, all right, thank you. Bye. Wait, did we cover the guinea fowl murder on this show? By we the way? mentioned it, I think. Okay. Yeah, KG, uh, it's a good thought. I, 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 it's hard for me to get back onto TikTok because of the loss of my best friend, little Jerry Callahan, who was murdered. Who was a big TikTok star. But I'll get the guinea fowl on TikToks, so even though I don't want to make stars of them because oh. we're at war. We're at war. Right? I'll do more TikToks. It's a good thought. I'll do more. Uh, speaking of which, did you see the libs of TikTok video from today that I sent you? Yes. Uh, should I j jump to it now? Yes. Okay. Please. I know that that's backtracking. Hey, you know I know what? that it is. You know what? But as long as it doesn't have swears, am I going to have to clean no, it up No, it does later? not have swears. Okay. So this shows a little kid, a boy in a frilly dress, 
Um, this is a tiny bit of the conversation we had. We talked about RuPaul, Jeffrey Marsh, and Ty Darren and Scott Stewart. And this is a little boy jumping around on the dress with a parent. Very pleased with him or herself. Okay, hold on. You love it. And you want it. And you picked it out. But you don't, but you don't want it for school. Can you tell me why? Because last time I wore a dress to school, everybody called me a girl. Oh. Well, what did we learn from my shadow is pink? Even when you wear a dress, you're not a girl. What makes a shirt for a boy or a girl? Nothing. So do you want this? You picked it out. I do want it. You want to wear it all the time at home, but not at school, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. I don't want to get made for <laughs> this is it. Okay, psychos. and then they're gonna turn around and be like, "My kid was just trans. I did nothing to influence them." The kid at is all. not all that comfortable around the dress. He's not as comfortable as they want him to be. Obviously, yeah. He's like putting his other clothes back on. Up, and that's what they always do when I wear I'm sorry, baby. What makes you like dresses so much? I just like dresses. Hmm. Do you think bright, pretty colors and dresses and sequins? I'm not going to say anything at all, but I'm just saying that if I was to harbor a guess at to what mom looked like, I would be spot on. And jewels and golds, all the things that you always want to wear. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's your innermost you? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it is. Well... How are you going to be your innermost you when we live in a place that people think clothing belongs to particular gender? Oh, that's an unwell, unwell mother. By the way, the mother and the kid are wearing the same shirt. <laughs> and shoes. It's a trick, isn't it? <laughs> you know, your mommy gets made fun of by people for looking like this, too. Mm-hmm. Talk about right out of the character from About a Boy, huh? From the mother, you know, being a crackpot. What do you think about that? Nope. That's not. That's that's just wrong. That's just wrong. You right? Do you remember um, Jeffrey Marsh? Jeffrey Marsh. Who's Jeffrey Marsh? Jeffrey Marsh is one of the most beautiful people. Remember, they were born boy, but they know that they're just them. Mm-hmm. What about Ty? Ty, uh, she's a girl. They get made fun of sometimes too, man. I guess you just have to decide if being you is the most important part of you. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Okay, I guess I have tomorrow's show ready. <laughs> so, now, once again, this is Libs of TikTok didn't like put a hidden camera in the department store changing room to capture this footage of this parent psychotically bullying their kid into wearing a dress so that this mom can feel like she has good liberal chops with her friends because her son wears a dress, right? The mom put this on TikTok, her, yep. this video of her bullying her own kid this way. Because Whoa. she's proud of it and she thinks this is great and good parenting. And she put it out there and Libs of TikTok merely took the video and reposted it, which is the most insane behavior I think I've seen a parent do. So I'm glad. Thank you for bringing up TikTok, KG, to remind me that this video, I that I put this Whoa. in our show notes Psycho. for the day. Because what a lunatic parent. Yes. All right. Back to the chat chat. Sorry, yes. Back to the chat Bigger gals need love, too. Uh, I, you know what? I don't see body types, so I, I'm not like you. Uh, you know where I um where I would judge somebody on body type whatsoever. To me, it's beauty is internal, and so I would never the physicality of of my wife, for instance, uh, would never come into play in the uh, amount of uh, love and affection I would want. To. <laughs> never, 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 never. Oh, there's a bunch of kitty fat riding me. Oh, they're everywhere. Oh, hi, Alice. He's right. The guinea fowl are all over, all over my bike. And as a matter of fact, that shed is open. So those losers go in there. 
please, birds of prey, please follow these coordinates and dive bomb, destroy these. Well, you had one guinea fowl kill another guinea fowl the it's other not, day, it, and he's it, still it, bullying more of them. Let's so go. Let's go. Ugh. Oh. Is that an attack on me? Well, uh, you know, I've gotten several. Most of them have been. That is somebody uh, taking a massive hit off of a bong, Alice, uh, which, okay. you, which you'll recognize from your high school days. In <laughs> but then, of course, your early 20s, of course, were a very different time where you indulged. In, and we thought for the last time <laughs> in something very different until last night where inexplicably, I guess because you were tired, <laughs> You decided to blast lines during the show. Tucker and Laura no, Ingram stop, say every don't night. Do it, it, don't come over it. Don't talk. Tucker it. and Laura Ingram say every night. It, it, that it is Alice Shattuck. <laughs> Allah, the Chateau Marmont, blasting lines that, off of the side table here in the studio. The okay. For that the record, incredible. I have literally never incredible. done cocaine. I oh, never Alice, would. don't embarrass yourself. Don't insult the audience <laughs> or embarrass yourself at this point. For the record. For um, the record. Supposedly, uh-huh. people at my high school did do cocaine. Uh-huh. Tucker and Laura Ingram say every night. It, wow. I, I was never offered never. drugs in my high school because uh-huh. I was yeah. extremely. That's not, that's not extremely the college days, Alice. I have my moles as well. I did not do cocaine in college. Incorrect. Either. I have never done Fact cocaine. Check. I have never. Disinformation. Never fake done news. cocaine. Fake news. Wrong. Jeez. Oh, thank you so much for listening, everybody, except people who make fun of me. You can go listen to something else. And uh, you can talk to us on Twitter at BurnBarrelPod, Facebook.com slash Podcast. To leave us a voice message, go to BurnBarrelPodcast.com. Or you can write us an email, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. I hate you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.